robots cry about electronic bullying. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cyberbullying, Brian. It's both. Uh, really? Sure, why not? Anything that's cyber is also electronic by definition, yeah? I think it's also a fluid definition. Your mom's a fluid definition. I think if you were to say to someone, hey, do you want an electronic? They would potentially be confused. Well, sure, because do you want a cyber is in the parlance for a uh, common activity. Uh, it, you're, you're mistaking the dissolution of sign and signified as a, as a definitional modifier. Baudrillard is shaking in his very French grave. All right, that was pr- too pretentious for everybody. Does anyone remember what happened last time? Are we? Some of us might not um, still be conscious, or something. <laughs> Did I kill Kevin with facts and logic? Um, no, at the explosion at the end of last episode. <laughs> oh yeah, there's that a too. A melodramatic explosion. I think I think Kevin is plotting my demise. It's plausible. Just looking into cyberbullying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm about to get cyberbullied really hard, guys. Yeah. Um. But yeah, bombs came down, ruined, ruined the thing. We're technically at zero collateral damage again, in a big way. Well, uh, someone got a despair on their and and failures on their athletics checks. Yeah, nobody knows. So. Who. Yeah, but it's not our collateral damage to other people's. Yeah, yeah, you guys, your guys's collateral damage did get um, overwritten by the collateral damage of the Free Realms League. That's that's actually accurate. Um, we got a a little video player. Of, mm-hmm. uh, oh my god! Why can't I? He's like the main character in all of space battles. Palpatine's records. Yeah, Palpatine's records. Yeah. Yep. Got a video of Palpatine's records. Um, Flirted with a queen. Mm-hmm. Successfully. Yeah. Helped her confront her own mortality, which might be super relevant now. Uh. Thanks. <laughs> Doing great over there. So yes, uh, there was an explosion. There was a firefight. There were some uh, skill adventures. What I'm going to do to start us off uh, is that I need everyone to make me a resilience test. Hmm. Don't like that. I have failed. Oh. I'm really glad hey. I gave myself two extra points earlier. We're doing great. We're having fun. I was I was feeling real bad about my failure for only a short period of time. Okay. I'm just feeling stressed about stuff. Uh, so, Kiyama, you have also failed. Um, so here's how this is going to work. Uh, G, you are going to take uh, one point of damage. I'm going to inflict one strain on you. It ignores soak. Cool. Uh, Mia. I am going to inflict three points of damage on you, ignoring Soak, and inflict one strain. Uh, Colette, a strain for you. Uh, Kiyama, a strain for you. You are not hurt, though. Okay. Uh, Colette, you regain consciousness. You are underneath a... You were partially covered in rubble. The air smells of gunpowder and detonator and smoke. You can hear sirens in the distance. There's a sound of people shouting. Shit. Uh, can I shift the rubble at all, or does that make everything worse? Uh, give me an athletics test, please. I'm going to guess that makes everything worse. <laughs> um, you are relieved. I'm going to return a strain to you. 
Uh, you were actually able to get the rubble off of you like you have mobility again, um, but some of it was actually uh, like embedded in you in kind of an awkward way, or like on you in an awkward way, and your movement um, actually kind of pulls your armor aside right in between uh, the, the boot and like the, the leg armor portion, and you, in the process of removing the rubble, you rip a deep gouge into your calf. Uh, so that's going to be a point of damage that ignores soak. Uh, oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, just, just clinging to consciousness under some rubble. Yeah, you are. You are now no longer under rubble. Well, uh, yeah, but you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Among some, among some rubble. Among the ruins. Um, and the as you pull yourself up from the rubble, it, the. This area does indeed look ruined. Um, the proud arches and spires and domes of Theed and the, uh, the the palace of Naboo in particular uh, have been shattered. There is a um, excuse me uh, the the portion of the palace that was uh, kind of open air and welcome to the public uh, looks like it is on fire in some of the gardens. And uh, you can see that there are many downed pillars and shattered pieces of masonry. They've done far more damage, uh, as Kevin pointed out, to the, the statuary and the structures than you guys ever did. Oh, that's not great. Um, do I see anyone else up and up and not buried in rubble? Uh, give me a perception check, please. Okay. <clears throat> uh, you're having trouble finding people. Uh, as, as you uh, look al- look around, <clears throat> you know as you said you're 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 very badly hurt. You've kind you have a feeling that you've kind of regained consciousness purely through uh, willpower and you know your extensive training. While everyone you're traveling with is competent right now, you are certainly the best military trained person, and that seems to have given you a bit of an edge. Uh, but you moving through the rubble and trying to pull things aside, uh, you're not able to find anyone that you recognize or that um, is conscious. You you know you're just trying to get pull things off of people best you can. But so far you have you know you've unearthed like two Naboo and royal guards and some kind of unknown functionary or bureaucrat. Yama, you wake up. You are also underneath a pile of rubble. I'm gonna uh, just sort of grimace and then try and stand up and push off the rubble. Alright, give me an athletics test, please. Alright, you are able to extricate yourself from the rubble. The location of your friends is a little bit easier for you because you are unfortunately on top of them. Uh, as, as you pull yourself out, you kind of bench press uh, like a slab of masonry that is across you, and uh, in the process, you hear like a like a groan or something, a, a biological sound, strangely modulated, and twisting with the the piece of marble in your hands, flinging it up uh, sideways above your head. Uh, you realize that G uh, is underneath you. They look fairly badly hurt. Shit, and I'm going to, um, is the data file and the computer at any point salvageable? 
Uh, it is embedded into a pile of rubble next to you, and it's actually still running. Um, whatever, uh, whatever G was watching before, you know, you guys got hit by the explosion or the, I guess, the secondary effects of the explosion. That video is still going. You can hear like the high-pitched double-speed voices and see the rapid movements of the flickering hologram. Okay, I'm going to turn off the projector okay. and I'm going to carefully pick up G and and kind of sling them over my shoulder, kind I of. You, I love you turning off the computer first. <laughs> well, it's just like, I don't want to call attention. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> sure. Plus that'll save the space we had or like the, the spot we had. Yeah, and I mean, you guys don't know how long you've been unconscious for. No, yeah. And then... Um, I guess sort of like standing up and moving. I'm going to try and use the force to carry that with me. Because you said it was a silhouette one last time. Yes, correct. So I'm just going to kind of like, instead of the dolly, kind of carry that. And just sort of start heading in the direction of any landmark I recognize. As far as um, trying to get to our ship. Okay. Uh, give me another athletics test. Yeah, easily done. Uh, G is uncomfortably light. Uh, there, there is even less to them than it appears. Their frame is almost skeletal and emaciated. And you, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, their light weight allows you to effectively uh, carry them in a way that you are pretty sure is not going to exacerbate any of their injuries. Uh, give me a force test, please, to uh, to move the move the cube. Yeah, easily easily done. Easily done, um, but unfortunately with the dark side, so... Feeling the fear of the moment and the urgency, uh, leaning into that a little bit, uh, you are able to yank the cube from out of the pile of rubble in which it is sort of embedded, um, so self-consciously kind of uh, rotating it upwards so that the emitter is away from the ground. And uh, I'll say you begin moving through Theed. Okay. And I already took the strain, and if you'll just take one mm -hmm. of the light side... Oh, I sure right. will. Don't you don't you worry about that for you're, you're welcome. I'm trying to not fall to the dark side nose first, but mm, okay, that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm just and I, I will keep an eye out for uh, Colette and Mia, but I don't know where they went. So I don't right. I'm not necessarily expecting to see them, and I'm not going back a, in the direction. You were on a different part of the palace where the archives were, and you just sort of busted for the exit once she had the realization. Yeah, and then I'm now, I'm not going back looking for someone I, I'm i trying to get to our ship. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, speaking that's of what I'm which, assuming they, where they went. A few a few minutes later, uh, just as Xi, uh, you begin waking up, you kind of slide uncomfortably into, uncon into consciousness. Uh, your ribs hurt real fucking bad and your mask feels a little cracked. Um, possibly it was damaged in the explosion, but you're not, it, it might just be the ribs, but you don't think that you're breathing totally correctly. Um, the breathing is more difficult. Uh, yeah, I'll... I don't know that I have any good way to mitigate that. Uh, can I, yeah, like check out my, 
my mask and make sure see if there's anything I can do. Like a not I can tighten to close the cracker and if there's anything. Uh, like sure. That. Uh, Ki- uh Kiyama ab- abruptly the dead weight on your shoulder starts wiggling around. G is woken oh. up and they're grabbing at their mask. I'm going to just sort of find a place that is not immediately sharp, hot rubble, and just sort of like set them down and right. just sort of like give a little bit of like, are you okay? Uh, you you settle them down into the into the ruins of what was once a garden wall. The the bottom meter of it or so still exists and is still covered in flowering ivy, but the top part has been uh, completely blown off. There's a raw look to the stone that has of the portions that were formerly the interior that have been untouched by the centuries of erosion. As you set them down, uh, you kind of crank your head back, like looking for a place to uh, fix up your filter and adjust your mask. And you, the two of you see, uh, Colette, you'll also see this. You're just elsewhere seeing it. Um, Perhaps a dozen ships uh, rise into the night. There is a chatter of anti-aircraft fire. Um, Not purple. Looks... uh, like the greenish color of fairly standard militia forces. And none of the ships are brought down. The the wing of them uh, sweep out in, into the atmosphere, uh, tracing burning lines like reverse meteors into the night. Um, it's fairly intuitive, I think, what's happened, but um, anyone who's conscious, so Ji, Kiyama, and Colette, uh, can give me either vigilance or warfare to kind of piece together what's going on. Uh, Colette, you're our, our last hope. Hey. Hey. Uh, so Kyama and G, I'm going to give you uh, both a strain back. Uh, seeing that the good guys, seeing that people who are not the Free Realms League are shooting at somebody is a good sign that feels good. Um, so it's kind of a relief. Uh, Colette... Uh, I am going to actually charge you a strain because you've realized a little bit more totally what's going on. Um, the Free Realms League have gotten away. Uh, their special their special forces have done what they came to do, presumably. They have, uh, you know, committed this terrible, functionally a terrorist attack on, uh, on Naboo, on, on the capital in Theed, and they are now uh, making good on their escape. This is... Um, this is effectively a victory for the Free Realms League. Uh, G, you are hurting and you are examining your mask. Can you give me a mechanics roll, please? Right, you are fairly untrained, but, uh, and by fairly, I mean you are completely untrained, but you are smart as a whip and you are fixing a mask that allows you to breathe. So you have some yeah. sense of here. A lot of, a lot of motivation. Yeah, and uh, after... After a few minutes of struggling, you hear a click that is satisfying and uh, kind of readjusting the mask, you're able to breathe more easily. You can confirm that you have broken ribs still, uh, but the the difficulty breathing is now just a matter of pain, not a matter of no longer getting the right gases. Uh, So I'm gonna gonna give you a strain back for the, the relief of that, and you are not going to accrue any more penalties in the future. I'll look around and uh, ask Kim. Do we do we slug the, the video box? Yeah, and I'll just sort of like slowly slug it over, like as it's hovering <laughs> over. Um, yeah, I still have it. 
Are you okay? You were pretty... You were out of it for a bit. I don't know how much oxygen I've inhaled, but it's more than I'm supposed to, for sure. Um, but it's getting better. Okay, good. You know what uh, No, I... I mean, I was heading back towards the spaceport. I figured they would be going to some sort of ship to evacuate as well. So... I was hoping to find them there, and I just sort of look out, and there's... I haven't seen anybody else since I've been walking. Right. What's... Oh, and then one thing I just remembered, Kiama would have grabbed Ji's staff while she was... when she picked them up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll, I'll hand you your staff back. Thank you very much. It's gonna be more <laughs> useful as a walking staff than normal right now. Can you walk? Uh, uh... Dust myself off, stand up, and yeah, seems like it's gonna be gonna be painful, but that's how I'll live. I always have before. I assume I always will. Okay. Well, <laughs> if it well, um, and I'll just sort of like kind of nod and just say, well, if you end up getting tired, I guess you can hop on that thing, and if you need a a break, we can keep moving. Thanks. And then I'll just keep. I guess we'll start walking. Uh, so the mechanical explanation of what's going on, G, is that you have the two-die critical wound, uh, agonizing wound. Uh, the difficulty of all your brawn and agility checks is increased by one until the until it's healed. Okay. Cool. Yeah, really good for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's, I was glad that I didn't wake up first, because with a single green die, I wasn't sure I could get out of the rubble. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which, Mia. Yeah. You wake up uh, in terror. You cannot breathe. You are okay. you are being crushed under rubble. Okay. Um, that's not fun. No, I need an athletics test. You need an athletics test. Yes. That's extremely neutral. That athletics test right there. It is extremely neutral. Uh, Colette, can you give me a perception test, please. I sure can. Oh. Okay. Um, you hear, uh, like, weak, struggling noises, and you hear, like, grinding sounds from underneath a pile of rubble uh, a couple meters off to your left. I will move in that direction and, uh, see if I can hopefully move some rubble. Yeah, give me an athletics test, please. All right. Uh, just barely, you managed to move the rubble aside, and, uh, Mia, there is a little bit of light coming in. It is full dark now. Uh, night has completely arrived uh, but outlined against the moon and stars is uh, the shape of your maybe kind of friend your colleague Colette um, Mia's just gonna uh, struggle harder okay and you can give me another athletic assessment there you go there we uh, go I'm gonna ch- I'm gonna charge you another strain uh, but you yeah. finally managed to wriggle out from underneath the rubble and uh, tumble down the hill. Uh, and by the hill, I mean like the slight pile of rubble that everything has coalesced into after the explosion. Um, do I see Mia yet? Yes, she has just tumbled <laughs> down in front of your feet. Oh, so she's like right there. Yes, she is now. Um, I will offer her a hand and say, you okay, kid? Mia is going to just sort of, I'm imagining she's like gasping for air. Uh, yes. because she has not been able to breathe. 
So I think she does that thing that you do when you're gasping for air, where you just kind of like wave your hand to indicate that things are okay, but that you can't, you're still working on the breathing part of things. Uh, so you uh, you have suffered another uh, head injury, and between that and the air, uh, you are not in a great place. So effectively, until the end of the scene, Mia, you were going to have an obstacle die on all checks. Okay, that makes sense. You were in a worse position, but you have not quite suffered the potentially lasting damage that she has. That's good. Yeah, lucky you. Mm-hmm. Um, you do, however, uh, realize that as you are kind of brushing yourself off, uh, there is blood on your hands. You frantically check yourself over. Uh, you are not bleeding. You are not cut anywhere. This is Uh-oh. somebody else's blood. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Oh. Brian. Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> Mia's gonna throw herself back at the pile of rubble and start, like, trying to get, like, move it aside and, like, see who was underneath or if anyone else is in there. Sure. Um, you can give me a perception, please. Wow, triumph. <clears throat> you are digging around in there. You find, uh, you feel something sort of strange and uh, pliable. And you, like, you kind of pull on it and push on it, and you realize that it is the outer uh, hoop of a supported skirt. No. Uh, well, I'm going to keep on digging. I'm going to call to Colette, and uh-huh. I'm going to keep on keeping on. All like, right. Like, uh, doing the things. Both of you can give me an athletic- athletics test then, please. Oh, no. All right. No. Uh, it takes you 10, 15 minutes. It's very, very difficult. Um, at long last, you manage to uh, get several pieces to pull away and then kind of slide away. Mm-hmm. And there is like a a pillar of the palace that ha- that is uh, pinning down several people. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually need a cool roll from uh, both Colette and from Mia. I'm very cool. Yes. Uh, Colette, you are not. Oh, um, no. I am going to say that uh, the cool Mia is because you are you are solely focused on uh, the queen. You have you guys have indeed uncovered her. Your, your perspective and your sort of shocked removal from this prevents you from taking in the whole of the details. Mm-hmm. Um, Colette, you don't have that disconnection and you don't have Mia's laser focus um, most of the troopers have been cut in half just down the kind of slope of rubble mm-hmm. from the queen oh, uh, it is like a charnel house of entrails uh, it is it is one of the most revolting things that you have seen oh, um, God. so I'm going to charge you a strain uh, and you're going to um, you're, you're going to be ill in some way shape or form you're going to not be able to assist on the next skill check. Whatever that looks like for Colette is up to you. That is understandable. Uh, So you have have found and uncovered the queen, Mia. She does not seem to be conscious. Is she alive? Uh, Give me a medicine test, please. Hmm, That's a skill I have nothing in. (laughs) I'm going to charge you to strain. Um, you I'm going to have a mental breakdown very soon. <laughs> uh, you, per- you perform um, kind of basic first aid. Like you, you know, you, you like you put the back of her hand in front of her mouth and like you check at her neck and her wrist for pulse. 
Uh, she is not alive. She has passed. No! Mia's just gonna sit back on her heels and burst into tears. Yeah. Um. Oh. Fix it thick. Fix it thick. Yeah, lots of fix it thick <laughs> potentials for the, the Space Battles fan crew. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, Brian, can I choose a melodramatic thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna have a melodramatic moment of like as Mia's sobbing and sort of getting to her feet, that is when she notices the carnal, disgust, horrible deaths of everyone else. <laughs> sure. Uh, and then she's just gonna like sink to her knees once again. Uh, would you like to voluntarily uh, give me the last of your strain? Uh, yeah. That uh, let's max out Mia's strain. Here we are, kids. Thirteen out of thirteen. All right. She's, uh, Mia's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Uh, so as a reward for taking that opportunity, with no reward even offered, uh, which I appreciate, uh, yeah. for leaning into the narrative of it, I am going to uh, flip a destiny point. So you guys now have two light side points. Thank you. Um, for uh, kind of playing along and maximizing that scene. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, Colette, you kind of... Uh, your your attention sort of numbly comes back to uh, the world at hand, um, and you you look up uh, the like the the rise of piled rubble, um, looking away from the the dismembered bodies of the men alongside whom you were fighting just hours ago, and you see that uh, Mia has. Uh, collapsed on the on the top of the pile of rubble, almost as if on like a bier or altar. And the uh, the Queen of Naboo's dead body is next to her. Uh, Mia is just lying there, uh, catatonic, not really moving. Oof. Um. All right. I am gonna go up. Uh, sort of try to scuttle up to her. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm gonna like you know put a hand on her back and you know just just sit there with her for a second um, to just kind of you know acknowledge like this is fucked up and you are very sad and that is a very normal response. Um, but then after a minute, I'm gonna you know kind of give her a little jostle, be like, come on, we got to try to find the others. <clears throat> Uh, Colette, give me a leadership test. Oh, no. You know, I almost put, uh, <laughs> a rank in this one. I was, uh, using my XP. I probably should have, but I didn't. He pulled it out anyway. Um, Mia, I am going to rule that you can follow basic instructions or urgings, uh, from Colette, but you remain at, uh, maxed out strain. You are still in control of Mia, and you can choose what to do or not. Um, but uh, trying to take actual actions is going to be ineffective. And um, it, essentially, like your options are follow instruction or don't. Okay. So, would you like to go with Colette right now? Yes. All right. Uh, so slowly, you get to your feet, and the two of you walk away from the the heinous sights and the terrible legacy of the Free Realms League attempted coup on Naboo. Um, As you do so, uh, Colette, several of the uh, Naboo Royal Guard 
uh, come running over to you. They take one look at you and then look at the queen. And one of them says, is she? I just nod. Um, the other one uh, turns and uh, as, a, as, a, as a grown woman, um, she just begins kind of openly uh, sobbing on this other soldier's shoulder. Um, uh, they, they are both deeply dejected. You can see without even a skill test that they have, um, that they have, that they are in a very hopeless place. They have lost, um, they have failed in their one duty. Aww. The bureaucrat, the functionary that you dug out actually is holding it together best somehow. Uh, she moves up the rubble and, uh, catching just a glimpse of the abattoir at the bottom of the uh the revealed section um closes the queen's eyes and kind of restores some dignity to her repose and uh it looks like she tries to move the queen uh but is unable i mean the the queen is still in her ritual her court wear and is a full-grown woman who's just dead weight now doesn't look like uh this this bureaucrat has the muscle to move a corpse. And the two of you move away from the scene with a slowly growing knot of injured guards, dejected guards, bureaucrats of all shapes, sizes, and injury levels in search of the others. Where are you guys headed? I don't get to have input on this, so Colette... It's true. Colette, where are you taking the two of you? Uh, (laughs) Did I know where they were before? Uh, you had a rough idea of where the archives were. Yeah. Okay. Let us try to make our way in that direction. Um, I don't know how much sense it still makes with things being largely destroyed. Like, I don't know how much harder that's going to make it. Yeah. <clears throat> um, uh, here's what I'll say. Uh, you guys can opt to either spend a light side point to kind of... Uh, influence destiny to bring you together or you can uh rely on another skill adventure but bifurcated up to you i mean i was gonna say i'm thinking light side point (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say um halfway through walking with g she's gonna be like oh shit right we all have comm link and she's gonna pull out her comm link and try using it to find the others all right so i'm gonna do something i never thought i'd do which is make a resilience test for a comm link uh, your comm link is, uh, it has been destroyed. It's it oh, shattered in your pocket. Shit. Well, fuck. And I will just put it back in my pocket and, okay, interlude over on that. No. Uh, G, do you have one? I remember ever getting a comm link. I yeah. gave you a comm link. We all had comm links. We all bought them. I'll check my pockets. Uh, yours is broken clean in half, She. Oh, yeah, see? I didn't... This might not have even been from this. I just haven't been keeping track. Yeah, we'll do just that sort of, like, anime character sigh where they just sort of, like, kind of, like, arms flat forward and the little cloud goes above their face. Yeah, you have lines, <laughs> lines on your cheekbones. Yeah. Um, um, so hearing a, a an option to spend the light side point... I have uh, a light, as yes. You, as you guys are working your way towards the spaceport, um, around the corner comes... Colette and a person who looks like Mia, but in no way is acting like Mia. Um, she seems to be 
semi-conscious or out of it, um, barely functional in any case. Uh, but the four of you are now together. Uh, Colette and Mia, you can see that uh, G is uh, kind of wounded the way they're walking. They're uh, kind of hunched over, uh, favoring their left-hand side. And uh, Kiyama is scratched and bruised, but does not look injured. And she is levitating a cube of um, like bluish translucent stone with a, in, like, an, like an emitter on top. When I see Colette and Mia, I'm going to put the stone down and just kind of rush up to them and just sort of taking a look at Mia, just sort of kind of put my hand on her shoulders, just kind of like square, like bend down and square my vision against hers just to see. And then I look at Colette, like what, what happened? Queen's dead. Okay. Um, how far are we from the ship at this point? Like, are we closer? Like how close are we? Uh, your, your path towards the, uh, the, the spaceport led you into them. You, you did not deviate from what you kind of think is the optimal path. Well, they got one of their targets and I'm going to look to Colette again and still with like a hand on Mia's shoulder, just do you think there are any left in the city? If for, for the rest people, yeah. If the rest of the city looked like where we just came from, not a lot. I mean, uh, Colette, you, if I recall, you succeeded on that check earlier. And you oh, yeah, the, that's right. You fought the Free Realms League before. When they do special ops like this, they're very clean. No, um, anybody that's left behind is. They'd only leave behind their dead. Then, yeah, I just shake my head. Okay. Um, we need to get back to the ship. Let's keep moving. And I'll just go once again, lift up this giant rock, and <laughs> keep moving. Uh, I'll, I'll rule that this is, uh, you know, basically the, the end of that scene. Uh, so you can, you know, just pick it back up again without giving me more force dice. That doesn't seem super okay. relevant. Um, I'm going to spend a dark side point for secret reasons. Oh boy, <clears throat> that's my favorite thing to hear. Now that we're with Mia again, Kiyama is almost rushing, trying to get to the ship. Yeah, um, you guys get back to the old hunk without any problems or delays. Um, there are emergency services moving around everywhere. Uh, the rest of Theed has not been uh, hit or attacked, um, damaged in a uh, super relevant way that you guys can see. The city itself is not burning down. Um, it looks like the palace and maybe one or two other like major symbolic structures have been uh, destroyed by this attack. But the the city itself, like the people, are in pandemonium. Um, you know, there are there's law enforcement moving around. Average citizens are like roaming the streets, looking for high places to get to to try and uh, scope out what the hell's going on. Um, you know, you have the hovercraft equivalent of fire trucks racing down avenues and using the sky lanes even. But, so it, it does take you a while, but you're able to get to the spaceport. Uh, when you reach, there is like a general kind of amber alert level lockdown warning. Nobody is going off planet or is, I mean, coming on planet either. But you guys can see that trying to leave right now would be fruitless. Or... You know, at the very least, illegal. That's fine. I still want to get this on the ship, and I want to get Mia out of public. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> sounds like a good plan. 
Okay. Also, uh, how, how's G doing? Do they need to, like, sit down again and... I wouldn't mind taking the seat when we're inside the ship, yeah. 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 Uh, so that resilience role I had you uh, had you check, Kevin, is just what at the end of that was just to see how well you'd fare till getting back to the ship. How well you'd fare until getting to your next encounter, actually. But you got to the ship without any further incident. So back on the old hunk, kind of crowded around the uh, dingy single bulb lit uh, cockpit or not cockpit. Um, like, I mean, most ships of this size have a common area. This one is, uh, you know, we've we've talked about what's on the old hunk before. Um, so you guys are all crammed together in there. Uh, putting Mia in one of the bunks, I'm presuming? Yes. Okay. Uh, Mia, you are put in the bunk area and told to lay down and get some rest. I'm going to go to the... Um, galley and see if there's anything that I can make that is something of a like warm drink for Mia. Actually, wait, is there alcohol on this ship? Uh, there is not. Damn. Uh, there is actually a peeling um, uh, there is like a peeling handwritten note that you find in your search. Um, it is like like a piece of sticky paper that says no vodka. It will kill Fenargle. And there and and it will kill Fenargle is underlined three times and written in caps. Damn you, Fenargle. And I'll just again just look for either something to make broth, like even like instant packet ramen broth or something. Yeah, you have uh you have your you have a ramen equivalent for sure. And make a cup of noodles for Mia. Uh, Mia, you are given noodles. And I will just when I walk past Colette, just say thank you for keeping her safe of course also do we have any bacta um i reach into my bag i think i have one left you were carrying one liter the senator had the rest yeah i have like one liter of bacta uh that is enough to um cure one critical injury um so with like application and time g's injury could be handled in that way i can take care of myself I'll just sort of do you, and I look to Colette, like, do you need it? At least some. Sort of chuck it at you. Uh, Brian, how how much could I use per how many points of damage, etc.? With with Bacta, you can uh, heal wounds uh, at the rate of one every two hours, rather than at the rate of one every day. Gotcha. Um, You Getting that advantage will consume the back to leader, though. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to use it all up. Um, we can start helping people heal. Okay. We're in a safe space with some time. Sounds good. Um, heal so, yourself first. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Heal thy physician. Heal Classic thyself. Physician. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you have a three die, I believe. Uh, I'm. I'm. Two die. I'm gonna totally ignore that though. I'm not gonna work on my critical injury first. Okay. It's it makes me it's hard to walk and it's hard to climb and it's hard to fight. And those are all things that were already hard. So I'll I'll lean into my strengths. And I won't I won't worry about trying to use medicine and or trying to use medicine to heal that until after I okay. spend some time using force heal. Alrighty. Uh sounds good. Uh so let's get some of those force healings. Okay. Ooh. Why do you get all the light side points? I 
<laughs> so this is a lot more on healing people and a lot less on using my laser weapon to murder people. No, but even your dice like you more. I, wow, yeah. you sounded so high and mighty there. The more you focus on healing people, it'll it'll happen. Wow. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, so sure. you heal sure. you heal the uh, equivalent to your intelligence rank, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. That's just one. So I heal up. Uh, that's another way I heal up. Does anyone need healing? I could use some. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not the worst. I'm. I look hurt, but I'm not. Okay. I'm still fine. I am barely on my feet. <laughs> yeah, Kiyama is very solidly still functional. Okay, so that's five to Kiyama and ten to you, Colette. Thank you. Beautiful. You're an angel. Um, and yeah, I can't believe I got through all that with no dark side. Seriously. That was very risky. Um, but so I guess... Uh, so I am going to then uh, spend some time, which I assume will be a little bit longer, and work on like the the issue is I have broken ribs. I think you just like walk it off, right? I don't know how to accelerate healing, but that might just be Kevin medical knowledge not being as good as G medical knowledge. Yeah, well, I mean, with 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 a, uh, I mean, we do have a nurse in the chat. I was about so to say, would, would you like that. to actually <laughs> ask the medical professional yeah, here? Yeah, like, I'm curious. I always thought that if it was broken ribs, you just like don't even go to a doctor. You just it depends deal. on how bad it is, um, and sometimes they might do some sort of brace or arm brace to keep that side immobilized because all those muscles keep moving things. Um, and like, if it's a hairline fracture, you're kind of. And also, I'm I'm sorry if there are any ortho surgeons or you know professionals listening to me and i say something wrong <laughs> i'm an icu nurse we usually don't care about broken bones um but usually it's more of an immobilization letting them them heal so if you were to do some sort of to translate to this if you were to do some sort of like accelerated force healing trance where you stayed immobile for some time that would just accelerate it like it's just a bone um yeah, I was going to speak from a place of somebody who's maybe who's probably broken their sternum, but isn't sure because they didn't go to the hospital and just kind of suffered for two weeks. Eh, it, it would have you would have suffered for longer if it had broken. But I have, a, I have a weird divot in my sternum now. I mean, something might have happened to it, but <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> There's also a lot of cartilage in your sternum, which you don't realize. So uh, might have been maybe, that. Maybe yeah. you dented your cartilage. That'd be fun. That's kind of a cool story. Uh, speaking of cool <laughs> stories, uh, G, what are you choosing to do in this moment? Uh, I'm choosing to you mechanically. I'm choosing to use medicine to heal myself, uh, my critical injury. Uh, okay. But story wise, I think it's going to be basically like meditate, work on making sure that I don't move at all, and try to heal it. Okay. With um, like force aided. Yeah, you, you've got some bandages you can basically wrap yourself up to uh, try and immobilize what little what what little muscle mass you have in your pectoral and uh, uh, medial delt region. Uh, so give me that medicine test, please. Oh wow, uh, your your trance is uh, extremely rewarding. Um, you you're going to recover three strain from the piece of it. Um, but after meditating for about an hour, the, the, the pain still has not subsided, and you hear uncomfortable creakings and poppings. You've been unable to treat your injury effectively. That's, yeah, that's fair. I'm going to just take it as the force telling me I shouldn't try to worry about 
my brawn or agility. <laughs> uh, and so I guess I'll start walking walking around the cabin, at least trying to like get used to the pain. Even though you never like really get used to the pain. Right. Trying to trying to figure out the positions you can like hold yourself in that aren't the worst. Like exactly like the range of the pain. Yep. And just like oh, if I have a lot of pain now, eventually I'll I'll power throw. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta you gotta get run down to it eventually, right? Yeah, like you can like you can run out of pain, basically. Yeah. Definitely uh, how that works. During during that hour, uh, Kiyama and Colette, uh, the two of you are just kind of, I mean, you can just hang out in the galley, but you also have some time to pursue other actions if you'd like to. I feel like this is a good time for just resting. I was about to say, I think <laughs> I'm going to need a nap. Yeah, Kiyama's going to go lock down, down the ship and make sure nobody can just come in, like bring up the mm-hmm. gangplank and stuff, and then just probably fall asleep in the pilot seat okay yeah you guys uh pass a chill hour um i'll even say that a a chill hour passes uh shifts into a chill couple of hours and into um a night's rest uh so mia you can uh every everyone can uh bring their strain back um you are you're now emptied of strain um you didn't wind up using that Bacta. Um, it's been six hours. Everybody can uh, recover an additional wound if G's uh, care did not uh, top you off. Less. Remind me how much G's did for me. Uh, I didn't I don't, do you at all. Not a. Yeah, I, I, I can't after we wake. Well, as a rule, I feel like doing weird magic to the the traumatized half asleep person is not necessarily I mean, cool. Mia is very visibly bloodied, so it would have gone over well, but I get okay. it. Noted for the future. Yeah. Uh, so Mia, you wake in the in the morning. Um, you know, the old hunk doesn't have windows or anything, so it's not obvious that it is morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you wake in the morning, and your your faculties have returned. You're you are immediately you know you wake, and there is pain. And there's discomfort, um, but you're also kind of sticking to the mattress. You realize that you've fallen asleep, still bloodied and wounded. Mm. Um, and you see once again uh, the blood still on your hands and remember where it came from. And the memories of the night prior uh, come crashing back in again. Um, I'm going to find a shower. Yes, uh, the old hunk does have one of those. It's uh, it's a little bit more like a place to stand where there is also a drain and one of those uh, flexible nozzle heads. And it never really gets much warmer than lukewarm, but you can wash yourself with it, certainly. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, Kiyama, you wake up um, with a start in the cockpit. Uh, the door is shut behind you, um, but you hear the clanking and the... Uh, whispery sounds of the water running in the terrible shower in the old hunk. And uh, is the person with the only window to the outside uh, being in the cockpit, you can see that it's now morning. You have overslept or slept more than you intended to. Probably a, a little nap has turned into a full night's sleep and you are sore because you spent the whole time sitting down. Yeah. Sitting down after all of that. Ow. Um, I'm going to get up and do that, like, stretch where you just, 
your whole body kind of shakes. And then <clears throat> I'm going to get up and try and find Mia. Um, you peek in the bunk. You see Colette and you see G, but you do not see Mia. Probably she is the one showering. I will go um, to the door and just sort of knock on it. Mia, you hear a knocking. Just a second. Someone's Mia's- in here. Yeah, Mia's <laughs> going to finish her shower faster than she planned. Are you okay in there? She's just going to shrug. Um, Kiyomi, you get no answer because you can't see her. Oh, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, technically, a little worse for wear. And I'll just sort of just wait outside patiently until she finishes and comes on out. Mia finishes her shower, dresses, and uh, comes out of the bathroom. All right. You come up to the cockpit with me? Yeah. And when they sit down and she shuts the door, Kiyama is just going to um, say, I, you're becoming a very difficult person to keep alive, I guess. You were one of their targets today, or last night. Yeah. Mia's going to look away. Uh, she's going to do that thing where she just sort of focuses in on one of the dashboards for the uh, cockpit and sort of fiddles with knobs and buttons without actually activating anything. How are you feeling? Uh, the ship kind of creaks. You accidentally briefly activated one of the side thrusters. Um, she's going to fix it. Um, <laughs> the The ship doesn't go anywhere, but it does rock back and forth disconcertingly. Okay. It's um, it's still in the holding clamps in the in the ship's cradle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to fly. I just want to fly. Oh my god, Rebecca! Put Um. Well, hopefully we can get out of here soon. Hopefully they'll start letting people travel. Um. Did. There's something I should have told you sooner. Did you know what they were had intended when the first, the true empire found us first? They were going to hunt down Uncle Luke and, and the rest of them and kill him. And you were going to be executed publicly. Mia's just going to sit there blinking for like 30 seconds and then she's going to go, I guess that makes sense. It was to punish Sen. Her head is going to like snap it. Kiyama from wherever she was looking at before. Why would executing me publicly be a punishment for Sen? Because he helped you. Oh, yeah, that. He was one of my liaisons with Velamen, and he told me. He was very concerned about you. Mia's gonna sit up straighter, and she's just gonna go, Ah, fuck, they're gonna punish him for us escaping, aren't they? I think Velamen has some of that under control. Um, You trust him? He saved my life three times at this point. Kind of figure like I owe him some until he gets me some answers. So yes, I trust him. Enough. I don't know that I would call that a trusting relationship. I'd call that a him having power over you relationship. I know his weakness. That still doesn't sound like trust. Trusted me enough to tell me. Okay, that sounds like trust. Mia's gonna frown. Anyways, this is off topic. What's the deal with Sen? Can we not talk about that right now? I- I'm not in the mood. Then when? Because you have been this close to with death. Kiyama, people die. I I washed their blood off me like 
20 minutes ago. Can I really don't care when, just not today, please. You have a, a big target person. on your back. Yeah, I'm a hard And that's not a five. That, I get it. I, no, that's not a thing to say you have to tell me soon. But it's more of a thing of keep your head above shoulders. You're not just a senator's daughter or a chancellor's daughter or the or niece. With magic powers. I no, I, I you're to, not. I need to think more carefully before I do things. I know. I leap before I look. It's not what I'm saying, but what you're I'm valuable. Saying, I know I'm valuable. I'm just, we could have saved them. I could have saved them. I did some stupid things that took up time and every second counted and a pillar landed on them and they died. And if I hadn't been stupid or slow or whatever, maybe they'd be here too. You know, beating yourself up isn't going to make them come back. No, it's not. But I also washed their blood off me earlier, so it's still fresh. Suit yourself. Uh, Colette, you, when you wake up, uh, what are you up to? Brian, just you, you cut me off. I was going to have a like soft, like, I'm glad you both are okay. And then you cut me off. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, we need to, we need to, we need to snap. We need to. I know, I know, going. I know. We need to not sink into our feelings too hard. Yeah, it's, it still is space battles at the end of the day. Um, Colette, you, you wake up in the morning. It's just you and G in the bunk. Uh, you're not exactly sure uh, where other people are. What's, uh, what are you doing? Um, I'm, I think my first thought is going to be to check on, uh, oh God, uh, to check on Mia and see if she's doing any better because she was not great yesterday. Uh, she is not in the galley. Uh, she's not in the head and she's not in the bunk. Um, only other place she could be would be a cockpit or storage area. Cockpit seems like a fair guess since it's Mia. All right. Um, so you pop open the door. Um, just as Mia says her very emotional line, there is a whoosh and, uh, Colette, you are faced with Mia and Kyama in a, looks like a pretty intense conversation with the morning light of Naboo streaming in through the cockpit window. I just do one of those, like, awkward look back and forth between the two of them. And Oops. before before she can react um, any further, Mia's going to say, thank you for yesterday. I really appreciate you getting me out of there safely. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, you, you look uh, a little more conscious. Feeling a little more conscious, too. Cool. Um, good. I'm going to go see about breakfast. Fantastic. G, <laughs> uh, you wake up about halfway through breakfast getting made. Um, kind of ruling that with the person with the lowest resilience and uh, the only remaining critical wounds, uh, you're gonna, your body's just naturally gonna steal the most rest. I think. Yeah, that's fair. I'll get up, see if I still feel pain. Be disappointed when I assume a sharp pain in the side still very much so exists. Yep, still very much so. Uh, walk out to see what other people are getting up to. Uh, looks like breakfast. Is beginning made. Um, some uh, some calf is getting made. Uh, some dehydrated eggs are getting rehydrated and scrambled. Uh, toast has appeared as if from nowhere. I'll say. Uh, I like I like to think that it is getting toasted on like a exposed wire or element that should not be exposed, but at this point has basically just been solely reappropriated for toasting things. Because the old hunk is terrible in that particular kind of way. 
it's entirely a fire hazard. Yeah. It's, but has it, definitely been repurposed. Right. Um, and it makes great toast. Uh, you guys still have uh, your your cube, your information cube on uh, in there. Yeah. I'll start making whatever like slurry of protein that I'm going to drink for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Uh, look over at Mia. Does Mia seem like she needs healing still? Uh, yes, yeah. very much she, so. Uh, she still has like open abrasions and uh, or they, w- they wouldn't be open, but she, she is still very uh, beat up. It's, it's less about like uh, cuts and bruises and more just like posture and uh, the way she's holding herself. She, she, she's clearly experiencing some pains and twinges. Yeah. I'll right as I'm about to sit down, notice that go back, get my staff uh, and wordlessly train healer up. All right. Boom. Uh, you get five back. Uh, Mia, as if from nowhere, you were poked in the back with a stick, and all of your pain disappears at once. Oh, thank you. I think Mia also, like, feels, like, a good 60% better in her brain because of that. Like, that that experience where, like, your physical discomfort is drastically exacerbating your mental state. Like, Mm -hmm. she's not, like, perky, happy, bouncy Mia again, but she's, like, not on the verge of tears and, like feeling very agitated right and the the lack of pain is also less of a less of a constant reminder of what occurred last night as well exactly uh so you guys uh can sit around and watch the cube for a couple of hours uh Mm -hmm. it's actually a fairly sophisticated uh um kind of like a filing system after a fashion um you know, it's uh, now that you're out of the archives and not on the clock anymore, uh, you're able to do a little bit more um, selection and moving around, kind of uh, figuring out uh, that actually like, OK, yeah, they can navigate uh, this file system a little bit, try and you know drill down by date and time and things like that. Um, so uh, I'm going to give. Even the people who've already attempted it and to whom I told that, you know, they couldn't manipulate it, um, I'm going to uh, give a computer's test, too. So you guys can all gather around and try to figure out how to use the VCR. Well, and a thing that I'm trying to, I can't remember 100%, but in the the places that uh, we saw uh, Tenebris visit, uh-huh. um, or no, the places we saw uh, Tenebris' apprentice visit. Uh, Plagueis. Plagueis, yeah. Did we have, did we have like dates and times of that as well? Uh, some of them, yes, you did. Okay, so I'm gonna especially try and focus on any any time where he would have been around. Okay, uh, if those overlap at all. <laughs> um. Uh. So G and Kiyama, um, you guys managed to get this thing going. Um, it is a little stressful um puts you guys a little bit on edge but i'm not going to out and out charge strain i'm just going to keep in mind that you're a little stressed out because this thing is kind of irritating to use but after about 20 minutes or so uh you get the hang of it and you're able to uh poke around in the files and i mean in in addition to just being um you know related to sheev palpatine because that's how it's classified on here they don't call him by his darth name um, there are also files on other, uh, you know, just notorious Naboo and Rush, uh, 
citizens you're assuming um or maybe just like bog standard government surveillance of people uh if that can be called bog standard at all there are things unrelated to palpatine on this cube as far as you can tell so it does require a little bit of finesse in its navigation that you guys have achieved um mia you almost break it at one point um you are fiddling around with a button and you get a screwdriver to try and um like poke it better essentially and horrified uh you realize that you have almost factory reset it and set take your me screw- anywhere. yeah set your screwdriver aside and decide to not do that anymore um so what you quickly realize is that there is only one of the dates that have been listed uh that most of them predate the records that uh that Tenebris had kept on his apprentice's movements. Um, there are three visits to Naboo that are in the range appropriate um, to um, the time that uh, these surveillance, basically these surveillance tapes were taken, um, but only one of them has a corresponding date. And the, the hologram is a little, little sketchy, um, a little grainy, it's clearly kind of from an exterior point of view, and it is focused up at a large mansion. It's an enormous, uh, sprawling edifice that is depicted holographically. And, you know, watching in double time, you can see um, that there is a, well, it looks like a young man, human, walking around on a balcony outside. Uh, he's pacing the. The impression that you get is of impatience, uh, possibly nervousness. And after just a few minutes in double time of watching him pace, an individual comes onto the balcony from inside the house itself, uh, behind the pacing young man, who does not at first notice the individual, turns around and with a start uh, backs away a few steps. There is a silent interaction. This surveillance does not have audio attached. They speak back and forth, uh, looking, gesturing, uh, pointing occasionally to something off in the distance, more like gesturing at the horizon than pointing at some specific thing. And at the end of it, the young man kneels to the cloaked individual Uh, The cloaked individual pulls back their hood. You can see a tall, thin, uh, you're not sure what, non-human, but humanoid, and sets their hand on the young man's head and then (coughs) says something, and the young man stands. Uh, When he does so, the figure with uh, pulls something out of the deep sleeves of their robe um, and hands it to the young man. The surveillance at that point kind of cuts downward as if the recording device were in someone's hand and pointed down at the ground briefly, and then it cuts. Um, So with all of that information, I will first take uh, Xenology or Core Worlds. Nope. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, So Colette, with a triumph and two failures, uh, you know that you've seen that species before, but like you can't remember what it is. It's you're having 
the circumstance of that is a species. I know that species. They do the stuff with banking. What are they called? I can't remember them. Um, hmm. uh, G, you recollect um, from sort of like the lore that you picked up and um, you're, you know, you're a fairly brilliant person. Um, the humanoid figure that was cloaked and came onto the balcony and spoke to the young man uh, is a Muon. They're a tall, pale uh, humanoid species, uh, sort of renowned capitalists and uh, internet, interstellar financiers and bankers. I'll sort of relay that to the other folks watching. Are they like above board financiers? Um, I mean, they're financiers, so no. Well, yeah, but like it. Okay. Uh, the uh, second G says who they are, Colette is just like, fuck, shit, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as financiers go, um, it's it's a little bit less about, I'm, I'm sorry for my glib answer. They generally, generally speaking, they run, um, they or they ran rather, um, like the, the international consortiums. They're like, they're stockbrokers more than stock traders. Okay. But so they're like, uh, they are the uh, capitalist rule as opposed to like mafia style rule from a yes. financier perspective. Got yes. It. All right. Let me um, go out and go out and talk to. Uh, so then with that, um, I would like everyone to make me a lore test, please. Um, Hang on one second. I'm going to spend a dark side point. All right. A lore test, please. Okay. Damn, Claire. Damn, Lumia. Yeah. Damn. Uh, so Mia knows all. Incredibly, the two non-Force-sensitive people put it together just sort of through intuition. Um, it is an extraordinarily stressful and kind of freaky revelation, honestly. Um, so I'm going to charge Colette one strain and Lumia two. Um, that was, you are fairly certain the two of you are, that was the moment that Sheev Palpatine became Darth Sidious. Something about the body language, the presentation, um, and then like uh, Mia, like, hang on, roll it back, roll it back. And you watch the moment where there is an object that trades hands and something about it feels familiar until you remember you watched uh, holography of when Ronus reached knighthood as a Jedi. Uh, you watched like you watched from a distance, much the way you're watching from a distance here. He's being handed a lightsaber. What the fuck? Just so we're clear, after this gets relayed, I assume, and I kind of look around, it's totally fine if you just give someone you trust a lightsaber. <laughs> you really? I like. Kiyama just sort of stares deadpans and is like, really? It's, I, you know me. I'm always interested in different force traditions. I know. And you asked me mine. <laughs> you don't want it? And I hold out my hand. I'm like, give it back. Uh, I mean, the, those of you who have trained know that it's far more likely that what is occurring is that uh, Pal Palpatine almost certainly built that prior and he is being presented with it back in acknowledgement that uh, his construction job was acceptable. 
Uh, he's not being just given a lightsaber. Despite, I relay uh, that to G. <laughs> despite despite G's complaints, I relay um, that. But that that Muon is that is presumably Darth Plagueis. That is Darth Plagueis. That uh, that was the body that he was in at that at that time. Um, having somehow survived uh, whatever happened uh, in 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 Tenebris's caves. Um, with uh, the the dead Bim in question, um, having found a new body or found new life somehow, uh, that was that was his body of residence in that moment. Um, but what I will say, Ji, is um, since you <clears throat> and Kiyama, um, since you succeeded on that, um, having an image that you can potentially match to, uh, like that of the Muin or that of the uh, that figure that might recur. Um, you could potentially do an image search through this machine uh, rather than poking through file by file. It might be difficult, um, especially since you know you have to find a good holographic match and so on. And I don't want to bog everybody down with the uh, mechanics of of, of slicing. Um, but you could potentially speed up your search immeasurably now that you have a an image of the person that you're looking for. You could dig through the hard drive that way. Yeah, that seems sure. great. All right. Is it a computer's role? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, remind just as a friendly reminder, you have three uh, yeah, light side use, points. Yeah, use one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need it for what? Wow. <laughs> I'm just glad that I realized something about computers. They're not normally my jam. So suddenly, uh, two intelligence uh, Kiyama just knows how the fuck to use a computer. <laughs> I'm not dumb. You're not dumb, but you're also you're you're just you're just like a big strong lady, and you don't have any special computer training. You just you get it today. I know how to use an iPad, and all of a sudden, I understand how to like customize a PC <laughs> just uh, intuitively. So, 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 she is trying these very um, sort of specific searches, um, trying a lot of different angles, uh, putting in a lot of different parameters. Uh, you guys are coming up with Bupkiss, and you kind of you realize that like the way to do it really is to limit it some and kind of hand jam the rest. And um, sorting through, you know, you you run a search with like one angle of this guy, and eight results come back. Uh, only two of which are from are in files that you know to be uh, Palpatines. Uh, the first one is just. Um, one time when, <clears throat> uh, excuse me, uh, he had a, a Muon visitor, like he, like this is legitimately just a Muon guy. There is a little bit of audio and some transcription and it's, it's, it's when he was literally investigated by the Nabooan version of the IRS to make sure that he wasn't committing tax fraud. So they surveilled him while he was talking with his stockbroker. It's. Nothing exciting. Uh, the second one, however, um, is another um, is another audioless recording, and you can see this is probably twenty years on or so from when we first saw Sheev Palpatine. Like his his hairline has gone back, his posture is different, um, but also his demeanor is different. He's traded the the sort of callow arrogance of a young man for 
something that genuine, genuinely approaches uh, power and an order of fear in his middle years. And though he is almost a half meter shorter than uh, Darth Plagueis in his Muin body, the two of them seem easy evenly matched. They speak cordially, if coolly. The distance between them is strange and evident. Their body language is, it's, it's almost like two sumo wrestlers kind of circling and sizing each other up. There is a tension in the air. And the transmission or the recording actually cuts in a lull in the conversation. And there is <clears throat> a like a juddering and uh like a almost like a white noise in three dimensions uh that breaks into static across the projector and you can see the moon stretched out along a couch that it is just slightly too large for and the down angle of it provides a an actually kind of striking view of the Theed skyline you can see into the Palpatine Gardens behind him and into the city beyond. And as we watch, the Muin is just sleeping, and the door at the far end of this room swings open, and the elder, the older version of Palpatine stalks into the room, his own Sith robes on, his hood up, and pauses behind the couch with the hilt of his unlit lightsaber in front of him, almost as if meditating, praying, and in a brilliant burst of light that briefly bl that briefly blinds the night vision of the camera that we are seeing, the blade extends downward, striking into Darth Plagueis's chest. He jerks once, Sidious jams the blade down, then cuts upward, almost bisecting his former master. And then the blade switches off, and then the recording ends. This so, shit is wild. I know. Are we sure that this is Plagueis that we think we're dealing with? Are we sure this is real? <laughs> uh, you may remember that Colette is like still getting used to the fact that, like, <laughs> wizards with laser swords. Yeah, that like, oh, it's yeah. <laughs> so she's she's like Whoa. she's still just kind of like. Do we tell you that Sith can kind of form like a hive mind yet, or is that, is that new? <laughs> what? No, don't. That's that's too much. What? Well, it's pretty important, I think, to this particular discussion. Uh body snatching, and then the camel just turn around to the Colette and go body snatching. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so we like hive mind makes it sound like it's enjoyable. I promise, it's not. I mean, Tenebris seemed like he was into it, but... Um, so can I please get a perception test from everyone? Hey, I got one! Okay, so I'm gonna assume uh, that you guys watch the film a couple times um, because it's, you know, sort of important. Uh, so the first thing that uh, you guys look at, and I'm actually gonna say that Kiyama's the one who catches this because she's having a real hot computers day. Uh, so looking at the metadata on this file, um, the the sort of the note um, from the archive is that this was recovered from the Palpatine estate proper. 
this wasn't captured by an outside source. This was taken directly from Palpatine's personal archive. So it's fairly reasonable to say that it's real um, because he took it clearly for his own personal enjoyment after a fashion. Um, the second thing that I'm going to say uh, that you guys notice um, is that um, uh, Colette, uh, watching the video, there is like a strange artifact after the lightsaber is yanked up. Almost as if like there's like vapor or mist or as if Darth Plagueis were like smoking. It's as if something like comes out of his mouth. It's strange, but to your untrained eye, some part of your gut says that's him leaving. I point like it, I get someone to, you know, hit, hit pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I point and I'm like, is this, and I like gesture to it. I'm like, is, is this part of it? I will say, um, G, I will say you can give me a lore roll. You've been kind of the one digging through all of these things and uh, trying to make sense of them. I will also use a lightside point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, triumph. Uh, Colette, you are very glad Colette has sharper eyes than you. Yeah. Uh, that is 100% it. That is, he is escaping. Um, he does, you guys are not watching him die. You are watching him, in effect, be forcibly transferred to a new body. Um, you are as certain of uh, you are as certain of that fact as you are of anything. You, Plagueis is not dead in this. Plagueis is just going someplace else. And is it my belief that Palpatine would have, assuming he kept this as a trophy? Palpatine thought this was when he died. Yes. Um, Colette's eyes are very sharp indeed to have noticed it, um, because it's a very subtle thing, but when you look at the shape of it and like sort of the contours in, in the paused section of, um, of the holography, it reminds you very, very intensely of the sort of flickering shapes of shadow within Tenebris's crystal. So what doesn't make sense to me is why Plagueis didn't just go after Palpatine because his apprentice killed him and then lived in relative comfort for Sith for decades and Plagueis could go to whatever body he wanted. There were plenty of Force users and Jedi around if he wanted to take a body. So I don't, I just, I guess I'm, I don't understand a mode, like why... Why did he wait? Why wait for now? Or, yeah, five or six years ago when Velamin showed up. That is the question. Then what the fuck do I have to do with all of this? Mia, you got two successes on your perception. So as I mentioned before, the angle of the camera in the murdering scene actually has a very good um, view of Theed and of the, Pal- and of the Palpatine's gardens. As you guys are watching over through the tape for the eighth or ninth time, you notice something kind of strange, and it's another, hang on, pause. Okay, rewind. Okay, pause. Kind of circumstance. In the moment where Palpatine lifts his arms up and out as if he's 
as if he's praying or meditating. You can see just for like a brief moment under the crook of his arm, there is something moving out in... You think it's his garden, maybe it's his property, like like you're not 100% sure. And when he yanks sideways and cuts Plagueis in half, there is movement over the garden wall, like a almost as if somebody were leaving or escaping or like getting off of the property illicitly in the at the worst possible time. And watching it over and over again, you you know, it's actually almost it's almost obvious um, when you aren't when your eyes aren't drawn to the most obvious thing to watch, which is uh, Plagueis getting cut in half. You can see like there is a person who is maybe like hiding behind the fountain in the garden or like hedges or something and is then climbing off of the Palpatine property. There was somebody else there that night. Rama. Somebody that Palpatine didn't necessarily know about. Can we do the <laughs> same sort of image matching and see if they ever pop up in any of these? Uh, you could try. It's just sort of like a humanoid figure. You wouldn't even be able to identify species. Yeah, it's it's yeah. too grainy and they're too far back in the background. Like you can basically just see like a like a person doing some stuff. Is it um, fair to assume that's Plagueis's escape route? That's Ooh. kind of your theory, yeah. Yeah. Whoever was on the grounds that night is just whoever Plagueis took over. And Do you have any kind of date stamp or time stamp on this here video? Yes, you, yes, you do. Can we figure out a way to cross-reference it with perhaps other video footage in the neighborhood? You could, yeah. Um, I mean, you could try and get in touch with uh, Naboo and law enforcement, see if it's in any of their records, things like that. Um, it's well within your powers and abilities to uh, go and do that for sure. It might be a little difficult with, with, you know, a terrorist attack just having taken place and the city being in an uproar, but... I um, feel like if we've learned anything right after a terrorist attack takes place is exactly when you should get some, like, extrajudicial, oh, all of a sudden there's just a lot more data being collected and thrown around. Oh, yeah. Time happening. Uh, I mean, if, if, if the Space Battles crew were ever going to go full Rudy Giuliani, now is the time, for sure. I also la- laugh at the concept of like, hey, we know there was a terrorist attack that just happened and your queen just died, but we need these records from like 80 years ago. Yeah, we think take. people have been planning this for a so. century. So. Yeah, I, need to, I need you to go way back in the files, like 60 years, man. Like it's not, it, like Palpatine, it's like, yeah, it's like, because it's for 20 years, 20 plus years after Return of the Jedi. And that was... Another Uh, 20-ish years after the prequel trilogy, and he was already a middle-aged man at that point. Like, this is Mm a... No, I mean, uh... It's like 60 years, yeah. It's it's about 70 years, uh, because this would have been about 40 years uh, or so before the Battle of Yavin, and uh, this is about 30 years after the Battle of Yavin, so... This is a long time ago. Uh, you guys are... There's a video from the 1920s, just a question. Yeah. Nin- 1940s <laughs> or yeah. 1950s. God damn it. I hate- yeah, and 
like we have and, and, day after a terrorist attack. And and they've been in uh you know, they've been in technological stasis that whole time because that's just how it be. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh yeah, we got about ten minutes or so. Do you guys um would you guys like to uh head into downtown Theed? Um I mean you can go to the marble quarter. I mean, they're probably gonna be a little overloaded, but you might be able to do some Jedi jujitsu, you might be able to pull I'm the daughter of a chancellor. Uh, if all else fails, you got you guys got five thousand credits right now. You can just start bribing people. I think Mia's going to want to send a message home somehow that just says I'm okay. Sure, <laughs> you're gonna hear some shit about Theed. I'm okay. Yeah, I don't even think she needs to say you're gonna hear some shit about Theed. I feel as though they probably already know. Uh, and given that she was like in the royal palace when she was getting money out of mom. <laughs> Yeah. And the royal palace got blown up. She can skip some of the context. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you will, uh, the old hunk can basically send a text message. And I'd be down to head to the the marble quarters. Okay. Um, so I'm going to have everybody give me a cool roll to um, try and get through the streets of Theed. Okay. Uh, Colette is the only person who is cool here. Sounds about right. <laughs> so the Marble Quarter is, I mean, Theed is fairly large. It's a planetary capital. Um, but in kind of, like like Nabu very much values um, its openness, its space, um, its ability for people to uh, walk around and express themselves. You know, there's there's not like traffic um, they they don't clog the air with things. It's a walking city, uh, very much like Madrid in its attitude, I think, um, or at least parts. And the the streets now are um, disconcertingly choked with uh, emergency vehicles and law enforcement. There are several times where you guys are uh, stopped or stopped and yelled at. Um, told to go inside, things like that, but they're not using any kind of enforcement powers. They're basically just you're issued constant warnings. You you start to avoid um, the main streets, and so it turns what would probably be like a 45 minute to an hour walk from the spaceport to the Marble Quarter into an almost three hour ordeal. Um, at the end of which, uh, you're like tempers are high. Um, people are very tense. Uh, the mission is kind of at stake, and it it feels like this this small task has turned into a giant mountain um, when it should be a molehill. Uh, so I'm going to charge uh, Colette actually two strain uh, for for keeping it together. Uh, but every, everybody else is going to be penalized in rolls because you're running real hot right now. After after trying to navigate Theed in this terrible situation, that's about right. Uh, but you have reached uh, the Marble Quarter precinct of the 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 Nabooan Guard. What comes next? You're you're outside of this uh, fairly imposing uh, marble building that is interestingly, I guess, interestingly decorated. It has uh, out front uh, a, a a figure that could be most accurately described as angelic. Uh, it's humanoid, uh, featureless, um, but with wings uh, coming out of its back, which is a, a, a pretty dramatic change of pace from the Nabooan architecture that favors 
uh, fins and water and flippers and the like. Camel will go up to the Nor and bang on it. Uh, I mean, it is a public municipal building. Uh, you bang oh. on it a couple times. I do, and then you I do you love that in. image. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's appropriate given her mental state. Yeah, uh, she's in a bit of a like, hey, uh, you, <laughs> anyone you, in there? You bang on it a couple times and uh, it swings open. And you can see inside is uh, a, a, a large, well-decorated, but still crowded and actually kind of smoky uh, police precinct. You can see inside uh, the Nabooan guard are moving around. There, it's probably about 90% human, but there are actually a few uh, larger Gungans of the Boss Nasp type of build that are within, uh, one of which is smoking the cigar that is making all of the smoke. I was just going to stalk up to one and say, are you able to help us out? Uh, you have approached a very uh, harrowed looking man. Uh, he's got sort of like medium skin and long, like straight dark hair. And he is uh, like moving a whole bunch of uh, holographic stuff around on his desk, like the, the, the space battles equivalent of shuffling papers around. And he goes, I, what do you need? I mean, we have a million things going on today. Yeah, tell me about it. Um, we need access to, and I'm guessing, would there be, like, we would have talked on the way over about what we're looking for. <laughs> so this is the right. camera footage of, like, either the square outside of his residence or mm-hmm. just any footage of that night in any of this precinct. Is that what we're looking for? Yeah, or, you know, um, hmm. What's a good it's a good thing for you guys? What's a good skill to see how good you guys are at doing research? Probably education, right? Yeah, we'll say education. Uh, education or underworld? Everyone can give me one of those two. <laughs> I'm either I on am, fire or nothing. I'm, I'm very well educated, yeah. but I'm not a good student is what I'm interpreting from my response. <laughs> yeah. I buy that. Yeah, it's uh, very so- Mia. Uh, so with the triumph, Mia, um, I'm going to say that you have a strong sense of what you would do with the information, but you are you have no idea whatsoever how to describe the information that you want to this police officer. So you're not you you have failed this check to communicate, but you you're going to get a bonus later on from your triumph once uh, uh, w- once you have information in hand if you get it. Um, Colette uh, is a very savvy, uh, underworld, knowledgeable person for uh, reasons that we have not gone into. Um, you know that one of uh, that footage could be helpful, um, but this person was also I uh, looked like they were trying to make an escape. You could also look for arrest records in the marble corridor for this night. That might also tell you what you're looking for. Ooh, I like the idea of arrest records. Um, and G, uh, you know that the way to phrase it is that uh, you're trying to um, gain access uh, to their archival footage. And that's all you really need to know to communicate. Yeah. So uh, we uh, we need the archives. Uh, this guy, this guy uh, stops shuffling and looks up and he says, what? Are you guys from another precinct? What are you doing? Not quite. We are a, uh, well, we're a diplomatic crew uh investigating currently what we believe to be a 70 plus year old plot that we think might have been in part tied to the attacks yesterday it's a long shot so we'll stay out of your hair 
But if we're right, things will pay off. He looks flabbergasted. Uh, G, give me a deception, please. I didn't lie. It's uh, your 70 plus year old plot is not at all attached to uh, the attacks today. I assume that he's got his hands and everything. Also, not quite a diplomatic party. <laughs> unfortunately. We got, a, we got a. I spent a light side point also. Yeah, there are enough, I, I think, half truths and lies by omission to qualify that as a as a deceptive move. Even if even if everything presented might have been technically factual, which don't 100% agree with. All right. Ooh, uh, I spent a light side point. Can I roll? And it's a long shot, but I want to roll a single green. Yeah, go for it. Oh, well, yeah. I it, that didn't work, but it doesn't look like it would have helped. <laughs> um, no, I, the the first one would have had uh so you've come you would have come out to exactly even. Okay. Uh fortunately, unfortunately. Um so I mean that is a failure. So he looks at you goes did, what are you talking about? 70 no. <laughs> uh, if it's if it's held on for 70 years, it can hold on till tomorrow or the next day even. I Come back with your ambassador some other time. That's none of you that I can that that I can see. Mia or, is going to step forward and she's going to say, "I am the ambassador. My name is Mia Organa. I am the daughter of Chancellor Leia, Chancellor Leia Organa, and we are here to look at this piece of information with all of the knowledge of the Galactic Republic." All right. I am also going to use a light side point. Okay. Um, give me a, that's going to be a leadership role. It's not a deception role? Uh, I mean, it's, okay, yeah, it's, it's false enough. It's a deception role, that's why I want Well, <laughs> that's, I can understand the impulse. I, all right, fine. It, it's false enough for a deception role. Although I'm gonna. Yeah, like if yeah. G's was technically in, like, I'm lying more than G was. Uh, you're not. You're lying about the same amount, but you're trying to repeat the same lie just more impressively. That's true. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna up the difficulty some. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and make me that test. And you've added my light side point. I have yes. Nope. No. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he he looks at you and he said, "You did your mom not teach you how to dress? What is this?" And he gestures are kind of like ratty uh, traveling clothes. He goes, "If you if you're a diplomat, uh, then I'm the mayor." And my he first act is mayor. Back and is my- gonna. My Mia's first act as mayor back. is to tell you to eat it and get out of my face. Mia's going to pop back and say, like, do you want my, me to, what's your badge number? Do you want me to tell my mom you said that she, that she doesn't have fashion sense? Uh, you can tell your mom whatever you want. I don't. Give me your badge Ooh. number. <laughs> Mia's just mad. <laughs> All righty. Uh, he. Yeah. All right. Kiana yeah. seeing this is just going to. <laughs> lean forward and she's going to take out her lightsaber in her hand and not slam it but she's going to put it on the table i'm a jedi knight i need to get access to those archives now colette is just face palming so hard (laughs) at these fucking amateurs we are we're a set of clowns and i love us (laughs) i am fucking clowns um you're such fucking clowns (laughs) um i'm gonna spend another dark set point but I'm using my you. intimidation. Oh I'm God! Okay. Um, what? Go ahead, do that. Yeah, use your coercion. Cause that's what it is. I'm not lying. So I suffer a strain, and I get a blue dice added to it. Okay, I have added that for you. Oh, I didn't fail. No, you did. You did. There's no successes in that. Um. Well, I, I know, but it's not a. <clears throat> It could be it could be worse, yes. It could be worse is what I meant. So Uh but that's three now. 
Uh, you pull out your lightsaber, you set it on the desk, and you say, I'm a Jedi Knight. And he goes, weapon! There's a weapon! And yanks out his blaster pistol. And that is where we are, that is where we are gonna stop for the night. We're about to get arrested! <laughs>